You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. Last week, more than 600 county officials from throughout New York State convened in Erie County for NYSAC's 2022 Fall Seminar. The conference featured a full slate of standing committee meetings, networking opportunities, and workshops, as you'll hear shortly from Benjamin Boykin, Westchester County Legislator and Second Vice President of NYSAC. It was an outstanding conference, had a lot of diverse workshops on a lot of issues, from really uh, sustainable energy, from talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, conflict resolution. We also had conferences talking about how you can work through other issues, getting grants. So there was a lot of things for a lot of people for a lot of various things that can happen in various counties. As you know, county governments are on the front line of leadership. We had to take leadership during COVID, and now that we're hopefully are getting through COVID, we're also having to take leadership to respond to the after effects and continue to build back and work to enhance and grow our communities. NYSAC's fall seminar was held in Buffalo, the second largest city in the state of New York and the county seat of Erie County. County Executive Mark Polencar's details how significant this location is for the conference. Uh, we're just very pleased to have a NYSAC fall seminar here in Buffalo in Erie County. It's been more than 10 years since NYSAC has been here and uh, we've had a tremendous turnaround in our community uh, economic-wise. Uh, we've dealt with a lot of issues like others have dealing with COVID and of course we had the terrible shooting just a few months ago. Uh, so it's good to bring everyone together so that we can not only learn from each other but, uh, but work together to create a better, stronger uh, New York State. During the conference, Clinton County Administrator Michael Zerla was sworn in as NYSAC president. When we all come together at conferences like this, it's more about just our individual counties. It's about what we can do collectively to help each other so we can make our communities better places in which to live, work, and recreate. Going forward, there are no shortage of issues facing our counties. You've heard earlier about staffing shortages, an economic roller coaster, the lingering effects of COVID, opioid crisis, climate change, shifts in energy production and usage, and certainly the never-ending fiscal challenges at the state level that have a direct effect on our ability to effectively serve our residents. None of these challenges are easy to solve, but our role as an association is to help turn these challenges into opportunities. That's what we do, and we do it well. That's what keeps us going, and that's why we were created 100 years ago. Here's County Administrator Zerlo again with his reflections on his new role at NYSAC. Well, the first thing I've learned is Erie County, the state of New York is pretty big, right, from Clinton County all the way to Erie County. But uh, in seriousness, uh, you know, I've been a member of this association for 22 years um, and been on the board of directors for the last five. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited in my new role. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that the membership... Um, thought to uh, to vote in favor of my presidency, and I'm looking forward to it. There's still a ton of issues that we need to challenge. Um, you know, the, we're the, we continue to be the level of government that touches everybody's lives that no one knows about. Uh, and we've got problems to solve, and, and we're going to do it. Um, I've um, played a, a little different role this year. Um, obviously, we had our board of directors meeting, and then uh, I'm working uh, directly with the executive director. Um, I've been part of... of 
uh, the board chair's meeting this morning. I've been part of the county administrator's meeting, which I'm still a member of. Um, and, and yeah, we're, 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 we're still solving problems. Yeah, Lieutenant Governor um, uh, met with uh, the board chairs this morning, um, and I was fortunate enough to uh, have a great sit down with him. And we discussed a myriad of issues uh, just now, a while back. He's a great guy, by the way, and we, we you know, he's assured us that uh, uh, he's going to take our message back uh, to the administration and we're going to work together. I just left a meeting um, with um, four of the governor's staff. Um, and we're very much looking forward to a, a, a relationship that's not uh, a zero-sum um, that we all can win. Uh, and, and when we discuss issues, and it's not about who wins and who loses, and that's not always been the case um, between county government and, and, and the administration. So we're very much looking forward to working um, with the lieutenant governor, the governor, um, you know, as we solve our problems. Lieutenant Governor Antonio Delgado came to the conference to meet with county officials and focus on local concerns. I'm all about connecting with people. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, it's about good people. Uh, it's about working for the people, it's about serving uh, the public. Uh, and I think what we do here at the state and at the local government level, having talked with countless county execs and led chairs and town supervisors and mayors all across my old district, I learned firsthand that the work that you all do on the ground every single day, especially over the course of the pandemic, is so vitally important. Vitally important for our communities, whether it's public health, whether it's public education, whether it's public transportation, whether it's mental services, whether it's affordable housing. These are critical, critical, critical needs for our communities that each and every one of you are working day in and day out to make sure people have. People are not looking for handouts. They're looking for opportunities to be lifted up, to lift themselves up. And it's incumbent upon us to all appreciate the fact that no one decides where they're born. Right. No one decides how they look when they're born. No one picks the zip code that they live in. No one picks their parents. You know, it's the lottery. And we have to make sure that as we raise our children up, they feel supported in that way. That we give them the opportunities that they need to succeed in life no matter where they start in life. And so as I look out at you all, that's what I think about. A lot of people are feeling a little bit too detached from government these days. And it's incumbent upon us to make sure that they feel that connection to their democracy, feel that connection to community on the ground, be that through family, be that through neighbors, be that through our institutions, YMCAs, churches, you name it, libraries. We've got to build that connection again on the ground. And everything you all do day in and day out is about that work. And I'm a real partner with you in that. And I hopefully you get a sense of that, not just from my own personal experience, but from my work in Congress. I really value, really value the work that each and every one of you do. Uh, so thank you. NISAC's standing committees are essential in the development of NISAC's advocacy planning and efforts. County leaders develop, discuss, and adopt the series of resolutions that go before the full county delegation that then become the basis of NISAC's legislative program for the upcoming year. Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell gives some background on how vital these committees are. Well, I think, yeah, we were just talking briefly about our, uh, you know, the standing committees. There's a lot of uh, activity that goes on, and it's a way for the counties to get a voice with the legislature and letting the governor know our concerns and our problems. And, uh, you know, we heard today at the luncheon that, uh, you know, one of the resolutions that came from a standing committee uh, was... Uh, became a bill on the floor of the Assembly and Senate and it was passed into law. So obviously what we do here really holds a lot of value and it's not just, uh, it's not lip service or not just creating, you know, paper. It's, it's really getting jobs done and getting things done and, and passed into law in New York State. 
Bill Farber, a member of the Hamilton County Board of Supervisors and chair of the NISAC Standing Committee on Economic Development, Environment, and Energy, goes into detail on the benefit of serving on a standing committee. Yeah, it was a, actually a great committee meeting. Obviously, I think most of us in county government are aware that with the changes in the three, Part 360 regs, we've got people within our solid waste systems that have some concerns. So we are able to unanimously adopt a resolution that dealt with that and really asked DEC for some more information and some different consideration on that. And then um, the second resolution dealt with broadband and the New York State Connect All program. And honestly, our presenter was Rose Anello from the, the Connect All office. So it was a great cons, uh, combination. We actually left the discussion and adoption of the resolution open while Rose did her presentation. I think everybody's excited about the opportunity of all the funding that's out there for broadband but there are clearly some real challenges for those of us in government to work around. I mean, many of us have done mapping of our own. Now there's a PSC map, there's an FCC map. Each map of those maps will have a role in the process. Counties will use our mapping for planning. The state is gonna use the PSC map and the FCC map. The FCC map will dictate how much money New York State gets out of the federal allocation. So it's going to be really complex. It's going to be a busy time. But for those of us that have really been dedicated to working on broadband and cellular for the last decade, it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have this amount of funding coming our way. The fall seminar also provided county officials with networking opportunities, including a full exhibit hall of service providers to county government. So what brought us to the conference is our excitement about the clean energy transition and the seminar that's going on to talk to county leaders about energy efficiency programs that are available and also fleet electrification because at National Grid we have incentives and grants available to help the counties in New York State with resources to support their transition. Joe Rulison, CEO of 3plus1, talks about the benefit of coming to NISAC conferences as a partner. Well, being a, a strong partner of the New York State Association of Counties and also of uh, NACO, the National Association of Counties, I can't think of a better opportunity to come and speak and be able to spend time with uh, county officials, both in terms of leadership, whether it be on the administrative side or on the finance side, to be able to um, be able to talk about what is the priorities and what are the needs that have to be addressed, especially this year and also going into 2023. Workshops at the conference covered a full range of vital topics for county government. Carlette Bradley, advisory board member for the Erie County Commission on the Status of Women, was a presenter for the workshop Beyond the Buzzwords, How to Talk About Diversity and Inclusion. Well, uh, I think it's critically important having a conference like this where we do have elected officials and also, you know, county uh, employees who have the opportunity to learn and to demonstrate really active engagement, right, to improve themselves and to be able to receive information and more education. Karen King, Commissioner of Public Advocacy for Erie County, also presented at this workshop. Yes, I second that emotion. Um, it's really important to provide opportunities, not just to um, share resources and knowledge, but also to engage in conversation uh, with people who are out in the field trying to do this work and sharing experiences 
and creating um, the, a greater desire to stay constantly engaged in the work because this really is about daily practice. The opening plenary presentation was given by Benita Seaton, a NASA engineer who discussed the development of the James Webb Telescope Project, the world's most powerful space telescope. Benita is also a Buffalo native and was appreciative of the opportunity to present her expertise in her hometown. So as has been mentioned, I am, uh, well, first of all, I'm glad to be here for, there's two real reasons why I'm especially glad to be here. What's already been mentioned is that I am actually from here. I am a Buffalo native. I grew up here. And not only did I grow up here in the Riverside area, but I grew up benefiting from all the services that you provide. So I grew up uh, most of my life. We lived in the Jasper Parish Projects. I went to public schools. I graduated from Riverside High School. Most of my life, we didn't have a car, so we relied on the bus for, for public transportation. And then um, my family's still here. I'm lucky my cousin, uh, dear cousin Jim is with me today. So I still have a lot of family in this area. My dad was here until 2019. And he benefited a lot from the HEAP program, and that really helped him to heat his house in the winter. And I remember he would have different issues with his house, and I'd come and visit him. And the one time he was having a particular issue, and I don't remember what it was, but he told me to call the county legislative office. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's not who you call for this kind of help. He's insisted. He said, my guardian angel works there, and he insisted. So finally I relented. I called the county <coughs> legislative office. Well, don't you know, that person helped him with that issue. They've helped him with many issues before then and since then. So that person is now in my phone book as dad's guardian angel. <laughs> so I'm really glad to be here with you because I know how impactful you all are in people's lives. So thank you, I do appreciate it. The County Executives Association also convened at the NISAC conference with Putnam County Executive Mary Ellen O'Dell stepping into the role of president. NISAC Executive Director Stephen Aquario interviewed County Executive O'Dell on her tenure and experience in county government. So today we're talking with Putnam County Executive Mary Ellen O'Dell. Hi Mary Ellen. Hi Steve. So good to see you again. We are in Erie County, New York at the NISAC Fall Seminar 2022, and we're about to go into a county executives meeting. Right, but first let's talk about the bills blowing it out last night. Why well, we do that? that was quite, uh, uh, quite a night, right. and we're very happy about Buffalo. There were some injuries uh, that came out of that yeah. game. A lot mm -hmm. of the bills players were pretty well banged up, but it is interesting to see how the bills mean so much to this part of the state. That is so true. That's really true. We spent a um, couple of days up here getting to know the area, seeing a lot of history just in the manufacturing that I really didn't realize. And um, Mark Pollenkartz, I think, has done a great job in revitalizing and, and uh, you know, moving Buffalo into the next century. And I wish him best of luck as he takes on the presidency after my term Oh, expires. let's not, let's not uh, expedite that. Let's talk about <laughs> that. Uh, you are going to be sworn in as the president of the County Executives Association in a few hours here at the conference. Let's talk about your three terms as the Putnam County Executive and the last female county executive in the state of New York right now. Currently. 
currently. Well, that's a trivia question. Yes. That's a fact. I did not know that. I did not know that. Well, we'll have to work keep, on that. I keep my eye on that. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, we do have to work on that. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Three terms as a county executive. What was it like when you first, what year did you first come into office? Well, uh, interesting. I, I did spend five years on the legislature and uh, made a run in 10. Didn't get there. Ran again in 11 circumstances and was sworn in on 11-11-11 wow. by Governor George Pataki. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, you know, made a, a list, right? So they always say you have ideas and they're only ideas until you complete them, you know, execute them. So we had our ideas, we put a plan in place, and um, I'm proud to say that the team that I built, that, put a, that I put around me, um, understood how important it was that we check certain boxes off, and then came COVID. Well, right, that's, let's, let's save that for just a minute. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a game changer for, for us all. Um, let's talk about what was it like to cross over from being a legislator, part of a board, uh, where you work predominantly with the chairman of the board, but working with as a legislator and then becoming a chief executive officer, it's, it's a big difference here. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? Sure. Uh, well, the board that I had previously served with, I would call them senior board members. They had all probably had not served less than 12 years as legislators. So they were very well seasoned, mm -hmm. had their ways of dealing with the previous county executive. And uh, so one of the challenges I had was to sort of redefine the roles between the legislature and the county executive's office and try to bring us more together and build on the relationships that I had with certain colleagues and expand on relationships that um, were important to get our agenda in place. You know, we had a couple of uh, things we needed to do. We, we break it down simply into social and fiscal responsibilities. And then under those two areas, we had a bunch of challenges that we wanted primarily to address, right, to, to take care of some of the bigger, bigger items. So three terms as a county executive, going to become president, which is the highest honor for, of your peers, to become a president of your peers, the county, New York State County Executives Association, represents tens of millions of people in the state of New York. Uh, what are your accomplishments here? What do you feel like you want to get accomplished here over these next few months? We've got a pending state budget that's going to be introduced. We have a governor's race underway right now. So you and I are going to be spending some time together here talking about some of these county priorities for the next governor. Well, I, I think, Steve, what we've done together over, let's say, a decade mm -hmm. together, working uh, not only and then the presidency in, in 18, uh, of NYSEC, I think that we have to recognize what our family's challenges are. And that's our role as leaders, is to really identify what our families and our communities are going to be struggling with. You know, I, back in the day, it was Medicaid mm -hmm. and the Medicaid cap, which at that point in time was going to crush us. Um, you've done a great job in giving us the confidence of leaders to recognize how important we are in our voices. You are. Uh, you definitely are. The NYSEC organization, your team's done a great job in supporting us to give us that level of, of confidence and strength and let our voices be heard. So moving forward for the last quarter of 22, I would say we're, what we're all very concerned about, energy prices, inflation, yep. 
the war in Ukraine, the implications that will have globally, uh, China, Europe, you know, uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth II will certainly play, I think, into the whole scenario globally of, of where we go. But our families are struggling. You remember Uvalde and the school shootings. People are, the kids are back in school and people are concerned about that moving forward, which we've spent some, some of our ARPA money on. Um, so I, I think I'd like to just take a look at what our families are really facing. So, um, Marilyn, you and I have been through a lot. Uh, you are a leader and always have been a leader. You must have been a, a leader as a young girl as well mm -hmm. to be uh, elected president of the New York State Association of Counties and president of the County Executives Association, a county executive, a legislator. You have a lot of leadership skills and leadership qualities. What's it like right now? governing as a leader in this political tense, t this tense political environment that we're all serving in and working in right now. What, what are your thoughts uh, as we go through these very uncomfortable years? Uh, well, I, I think that there's too much negativity. I think that uh, the environment in government right now is, you could almost say toxic. Um, in certain senses, it's discouraging young people to in, engage in leadership roles um, with the concerns about the, you know, how it affects your family, how it affects your businesses if you're part-time, you know, as a legislator. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the stressors, I think, that are keeping good people out of uh, a leadership government role right now. And uh, I think people just, you know, need to sort of relax a little bit, stop being so judgmental, and, and just look at the issues themselves and, and actually try to problem solve and, and take the judgmental piece out of it. You know, you, I think a lot of our successes have been we break down the issue and look at the solutions, not just focus on the problem itself, but break it down and see where we can fix it. And that's why the board is um, comprised of so many bright people, um, and we've been able to, to, to really do a lot, I think, to convince the people above our pay grade what is best for the citizens of the great state of New York. We're going to have our challenges, and I couldn't think of having anybody by my side working in these next year's uh, budget, or next year's budget, these next few months working side by side with you on trying to make a difference for New Yorkers. So thank you very much, Mary Ellen, for this interview and for all the work that you've done for NISAC, for counties, and most importantly for Putnam County and the residents of Putnam County. Well, thank you, Stephen, and I say the same to you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Ellen. That's a wrap on the NISAC 2022 Fall Seminar. Resolutions, PowerPoint presentations, and photos from the conference are available on our website at nisac.org. We are grateful for all of the county attendees, state officials, exhibitors, sponsors, and expert panelists who attended our conference this fall. The next NISAC conference will be held in 2023 in Albany, so make sure to stay tuned for news and updates on upcoming training and networking opportunities with NISAC.